This call is being recorded. Good morning, team. Thank you so much for jumping on today's call. Um, episode 154, hard to believe that we're already at that number. And today I'm going to talk about your summer 2022 market reality check. But before I go there, I want to remind you of my professional purpose, and that is to help you, the broker, optimize your productivity and help you become the best version of yourself. Why? Because I feel that happy brokers sell more real estate. And I do that by helping you handle challenges and opportunities that you face every single day. And if you can effectively manage uh, certain situations that arise on a daily basis in your business, you will be more productive and live a life that is the best version of you. And on this week's Monday Morning Pep Talk, um, I'm going to take the time to editorialize what I am seeing in today's shifting market based on conversations that I am having with agents locally, um, with agents and leaders throughout the United States and Canada. Um, I also have several trusted news sources that I value their research on all things housing economics, and I'll share some of uh, their thoughts and predictions as well. Um, I can only talk about that which is based on what we know today, um, what we think we know, and on top of that, I'm going to give you a game plan, plan on how to navigate the remainder of this month and Q3. July, August, and September. At a minimum, you should come away with some talking points that you can use with your buyers and sellers. And um, on the email that I send out on Tuesdays, uh, I just want you guys to know that there's going to be more content on this recording. Um, you guys don't really need to know that because you're here. But read the email because in that email that comes out every Tuesday, there are hyperlinks off of the transcript that take you to the articles and content that I went and dug up to get to this call today. So several layers more down. So make sure you're, you're digging into that email and, and, getting, and getting everything you can out of it. So here's what we know. There's an undeniable shift going on in the real estate market. The recession siren bells are going off throughout the media. And, and it has buyers pulling back um, and pulling back in most markets. Uh, remember, buyers and sellers, they're, they're in this herd mentality, right? Nobody wants to lose money. So buyers are going to be wary, as they should be, at buying at the top, okay? Buyers that have flexibility will start pumping the brakes and moving from the buy, buy, buy gear to the wait and see, enjoy your summer gear. Buyers, because of 2008, equate recession with housing crash. They equate recession with housing crash. And that's just not true. Um, historically, most recessions do not include a drop in housing. Only 1991 and 2008 recessions included a drop in housing prices. Uh, I just actually just dropped something on my Instagram story that states that you might want to take a look at it, but it's keeping current matters graph that I put on there. Um, 
three, the steep rise in the 10-year treasury yield has driven the mortgage interest, interest rates much higher, impacting the buying power of the buyer pool. Okay, The yield began to climb in March as the fear of inflation made investors move out of bonds. Okay, Rising inflation reduces the value of fixed long-term yields. Okay. And um, just so you know what that rate was, it, in, in, at the end of 2020, it was at 0.93%. It ended 2021 at 1.52%. And this past Friday, it had jumped to 3.165%. I haven't looked at it today, but that is the yield that drives the fixed interest rates is the 10-year treasury, okay? Um, number four, prices have increased dramatically in almost every micro market since the summer of 2020. This also limits buying power, okay? So you got the rising interest rates, you got the rise, of, you know, the increase in prices and people just cannot buy as much as they did two years ago. On the inventory front, Team, we are still over 5 million houses short, up from 3.84 million in 2019. 3.84 million up, you know, so we're up around 5 million short in houses. So why do I say that? When we're that short in housing, that will protect housing from a pricing standpoint because there will be people that need to buy because of um, household formation, you know, people getting married, people getting divorced, having children, their needs are going to grow. Okay. No matter what or change. And of course, on top of it, we've got the millennial generation that still has an appetite for purchasing. So we really want to keep an eye on that, on that inventory. Um, and because we're short that many houses that will impact things. Also number six is, Rental prices have increased. Last I checked, 16% in Chicago year over year, not giving buyers an easy off-ramp from this market, okay? And there doesn't look to be a lot of new inventory hitting anytime soon in Chicago. Um, so rental prices will probably continue to go back up, um, or not back up, but continue to go up. Number seven, there is an extreme amount of cash in the system. U.S. households accumulated $2.5 trillion in excess savings uh, during the pandemic between March of 2020 and January of 2022. That's from an April 4th Fortune magazine article. Okay. American homeowners, American homeowners are in excellent financial situation and will not sell to get out at all costs. Okay. Will not sell to get out at all costs. So um, we've seen that. So well-funded sellers are going to sit there. They're going to ride it out. So that's not going to allow a lot of inventory to hit the market. Okay. You see where I'm kind of going with all this? All right. Number eight, baby boomers. Born between 1946 and 1964, 
and the silent generation born 1928 to 1945 are in the midst are in the midst of a 70 trillion dollar 70 trillion dollar wealth transfer that started in 2018 and is expected to go through 2042 61 trillion is expected to go to their Gen X and millennial children, and the remainder will go to philanthropy. And that is from a Wall Street Journal article in January of 2022. Number nine, the cost of construction and declining demand has home builder sediment at a two-year low. This is from CNBC in May. The risk of builders adding new product is is high, right? The cost, the supply chain issues, you know, currently I know our builders here in Chicago, the minute they get a permit, they're buying appliances. We've never seen that before. They're buying appliances before they dig a hole and they're storing them so that they have them. And that, that's been a huge holdup. So, with the prices uh, stabilizing or going down and costs going up, it's going to have builders thinking twice about doing those deals or pushing them off to the next building season. Most economists, number 10, feel there needs to be a four to six months of supply of the inventory or more to start seeing meaningful price drops. Four to six months. Now, again, during most of of 2021 we were less than a month of supply so to get to four to six months is gonna take some doing um number 11 a kcm blog just came out this morning kcm is keeping current matters highly recommend that you drop on their instagram and follow them uh more americans now than ever uh, choose real estate as their number one long-term investment nine years in a row. And this is a survey from Gallup. And one of those reasons too is because what they talk about is your ability to lock in your pricing on your home, no matter what the interest rate is. Because we know if you're renting, you have no control over that pricing. All right. So that's a good article that I will also in the email tomorrow make sure that I hyperlink over, okay? Um, there's two articles as well that you'll have hyperlinked that I want to talk about today as it relates to some of these economic factors. And uh, one of them is written by Logan uh, Motoshami. He's the chief economist of HousingWire.com. He's a good follow. HousingWire.com has great content because um, everything is research-based, which I appreciate. It's not based in opinion. And he wrote an article this week that says, that is called, Are Home Prices About to Fall? And he wrapped up the article by saying that months of supply needs to get over four months for some duration, and total inventory levels need to get back into the range of 1.52 to 1.93 million. Until that happens, don't look for anything big for price declines as total inventory and months of supply of homes are still just too low. 
he calls this market a savagely unhealthy housing market. Savagely unhealthy, right? Because what we're really looking for, team, is four to six, five to six months of inventory. That's a healthy market where buyers that want a right size can move. Um, there's options for for buyers. Sellers can sell in three to six, you know, in thirty to ninety days. Um, but as you know, over the last year and a half to two years, we did not see that driving prices up. So he called it a savagely unhealthy market. Meaning, again, there's too much demand, too little inventory. His feeling is that 2021 is incredibly unhealthy for real estate market, driving fundamentals out of whack and will take some time. It'll take some time to bring it back to a normalized market. Okay. Now, another good read out there. Um, again, this will be hyperlinked in my email tomorrow. The housing market is hot, but not in a bubble. And this was put out by Zillow Research, which states that 60% of housing experts polled by Zillow don't believe the housing market is in a bubble compared to 30% who do. Now, I got to tell you, you can't look at this as a national thing. Okay. It's like the weather. You know, you can't say the entire United States and Canada is going to be sunny and 72 tomorrow. Every market is different. Every market's going to have a different weather forecast. So some of those that think that they're in a bubble probably live in markets or study markets that are overheated. Okay. So, but this is a really good article that I want you to read. The panel expects to see a short, recession by 2024 okay i think most people feel that there will be a recession and we may already be in one okay but it's going to take the fed some time to tame this inflation that we're in and part of what the rates going up is the fed's um, attempt to slow down housing okay because housing drives every other market okay so uh, the panel also raised that home price growth forecast for 22 um, as demand stays strong. So we'll see. We'll see as after how things go over the next uh, three months. I think these summer months are going to be going to be really key. So anyway, two really good articles to read. And again, they'll be hyperlinked off of my email tomorrow. Here's what I think I know. All right. This is going to be more stuff based in opinion. Living in the Midwest, I can tell you that we live for July, August, and September. Okay. And I think you will see a shift in focus from their current housing search or situation with buyers. Um, and we're already seeing it, right? Their focus is going to shift to their social life and families instead of their housing situation they're going to shift to a wait and see attitude hoping that inventory levels will improve giving them more options and better pricing now there are still buyers out there that need to buy that have to buy so there's still going to be there's still going to be demand uh, for sure but i think there will be a certain amount that are that are going to pull back a little bit and re-engage september october time frame um, there's going to be panic selling. 
for sellers who waited too late to sell and now want to and now want to sell at the top of the cycle. Okay. And they're going to want to be at the top of the cycle. And they're going to tell you that it's still at the top of the cycle. And you know that it's not. You know that it's already pulled back. You'll see more listings hit the market by those sellers that just waited a tad too long. Okay. And your job is going to be to have to, you know, convince them to be realistic, to be successful at this stage of the market, at this stage in the cycle of the market. Okay. Number three. Cash buyers might have more leverage now than ever. And you're going to start seeing low ball offers getting thrown out if you haven't already. You're going to start seeing low ball offers thrown out by cash buyers. Okay. Number four, for a world-class city, Chicagoland is incredibly inexpensive. Our market will be impacted differently from those that saw 70 80% price gains. And we may even start to attract buyers from other markets because of our cost of living. Um, Gail Sprain had jumped on early on this call. We had a nice little chat. She's on the Magnificent Mile um, uh, Association uh, committees there. And they have said that there's already more tourists in downtown Chicago in 2022 than there was in 2019. And I can tell you that I was at a volleyball tournament for for Lizzie at Navy Pier on Saturday and there it was max capacity at Navy Pier on on uh on Saturday. So um the key here is that we live in a wonderful city and uh the cost of living here for a world class city is significantly lower than New York, LA, Miami, and Houston and others. Okay. So keep that in mind. Number five, the summer will be a battle between sellers and buyers, both wanting leverage in the price negotiation. Okay. Sellers are going to want their multiple offers and be frustrated when they don't get it. Seen it already, right? Uh, the urgency for buyers has and will continue to drop until clarity is brought to the market or to them that they're willing to buy at a certain price. I, this is where sellers are going to have to get somewhat realistic. And I've got some thoughts on that here later. Um, six, we as brokers will need to navigate this market much differently. That, those brokers that wrap their minds around it, that there's a shift, study their hyper-local stats, shift their execution strategies, will have stronger businesses than ever before okay in challenging markets there is a flight to quality there is a flight to experience the consumer will seek out the well-positioned well-prepared and professional brokers that have a strategy for a successful transaction all right so here's my summer 2022 action plan for you. Your mindset will be key. Your mindset will be key. The the sky is not falling. Top brokers do better in these markets on a comparison basis. Okay. The shift will be good for you if you have this have the right strategy. 
and it starts between the ears, you must realize that it is highly unlikely that you will ever see 2021 market ever again. Okay. That market we saw in 2021 um, is a once in a every 50 year market, once, a, once in a career. Move on from it. Move on from 2021. It's not coming back. And focus on navigating the market that we are in right now. Number two, avoid the news. They get paid for pay for click every time somebody clicks on something, right? So, and calling a housing crash is incredibly clickable. One of the things that you're going to read in in Logan um, Murashami's uh, article tomorrow that I'm going to link over is that they've got it wrong every year since 2012, okay? Got it wrong every year since 2012 in terms of calling a crash. Number three, focus on July, August, and September right now. Just focus on those three months. Your 2022 Q3 12-week year strategy needs to be well thought out. Give yourself a goal for those three months and execute. We'll know a lot more in October once we've gotten through the summer and the buyers have taken their time out. Not all, like again, not all buyers, but there, there will be some. They're going to want to get a feel for that current market. The summer is going to be sellers and buyers duking it out, and that's what's going to drive, drive pricing. Okay, Lots can happen in three months. Um, you need to focus on the real estate review process, right? This is the best time to get out with your clients and talk about the value of their homes. Let them know that the market in this cycle has peaked. It's come, it's going to come down a little bit, right? It's come down a little bit, but you're there as their expert if anything changes. And that call isn't so much about them selling or them needing to sell and buy. It's about they have, they have over 200 people in their sphere of influence that they know that they could introduce you to. The whole point is, whole point in Take Flight is, and Ninja is to really focus on that relationship with the client so that when they think real estate, they think you. When their sphere of influence thinks real estate, they're introducing you, okay? The real estate review process is going to be so key over the next few months. Please, please, please do not forget your warm list. For those sellers and buyers that have cooled off, they will most likely become active again this fall, in my opinion. Part of your 12-week execution strategy in Q3 should be to build that warm list. Okay, A warm list is somebody that could, could transact in the next 12 months. You want that to be at the highest level that it's ever been. This is people with warm lists are the difference between those that sell at a really high level consistently and those that don't. Okay. Your warm list is there to maintain those relationships. So when they're ready, they pop into your hot list. And 
those that have that huge warm list always have a flow of buyers and sellers. So please focus on your warm list. Um, six, take flight and ninja. Okay. The take flight and ninja sales models work in every market. Taking care of your clients never goes out of style as a business strategy. On a scale of one to 10, how healthy, in parentheses, connected are you to your top 100? Is it a five? Is it a six? We've all been busy the last year and a half, two years. How, how connected are you to that top 100? If you could take that from a six to an eight by October 1, would you celebrate? My guess is that many of you would say, hell yes. Okay, number seven, when on listing presentations, it is key to set proper expectations about the current hyper local market. Remind them, remind them of their July 2020 price and let them know that they may have come off the peak pricing level currently, you know, that probably peaked in March, April. It's come down a little bit, but in the long run, they're still way up from just two years ago. Get them thinking half glass full here, not half glass empty. Should be taking that July 2020 price with you in my opinion. For sellers that are right-sizing, that are selling, but then are also going to go buy, guess what? They're going to have that negotiating power on the buy side as well, okay? They're going to have that negotiating power on the buy side as well. So get them off of thinking about having to get top price for their listing if they're right-sizing. They're going to go make it up on the buy. This is so 2018, 2019, right? Um, you must commit to pinpoint pricing in a shifting market. It's better to price slightly below the suggested price to make sure you were getting quote unquote paddles to raise. What do I mean by that? Well, since 1744 Sotheby's auction house has been selling fine goods. It started with art. And as you know, has moved into wine and sneakers and jewelry and other major fine goods. They praise their they praise their items, price at the appraised value or maybe a little below for their auctions, with the goal in mind to get paddles to raise. Okay, the more paddles that raise, people become move to wanting to win other than getting the price. Right, so. That's the psychology of pricing. If you're many of your sellers are going to say, I want to go out at X price. And if you do that, make sure that you're very, very careful and have price drops involved in, in your listing agreement. Okay. Because that 90 to 120 day price is too high, is going to be that higher price. It's going to involve price drops. No question in this market. So, be thinking about pinpoint pricing, getting those paddles to raise, all right? Double down on marketing your listings. Right now is a beautiful time to build your personal brands, okay? And impact your geographic farm. The better you market your listings, the more 
clients you will attract. Some of the best money you can spend is marketing your listings. With your buy buyers needing financing, make sure to get those pre-approvals updated regularly because as interest rates go up, their approval for what they can um, afford or get accepted under is going to go down. So do not, if you're on the listing side, do not accept a pre-approval that is two, three, four weeks old. You need an updated pre-approval. If you take one thing out of this call as it relates to your current business, make sure to remember that, that these approvals are going to change as these rates increase, okay? Number 11, make sure you are following the stats of your hyper-local market. I would run months of supply weekly to catch current trends. Create a hot sheet for new listings in your market versus those that went under contract. If you had 10 new listings go live and five went under contract, that's two months of supply. Okay. Six month mark, four to six month mark, really more closer to six is a normal market. Above six, buyers will really start to have the upper hand if that happens. So if you're checking it weekly, right, checking it weekly, 10 listings went on, one went under contract, that's 10 months of supply last week on a run rate, okay? Number 12, and I'm almost done here, guys. Thanks for hanging in there with me. Set expectations regularly for both buyers, your buyers and sellers. The market is changing so rapidly and you need to be the expert. Let them know, okay? Number 13, if the last two years did a number on you and you're exhausted, put a focus on regaining your health, wellness, and mindset this summer, okay? This is a big part of high performance. It's okay to focus on yourself. It's not only okay, it's necessary. Build a strategy, though, not to lose your business momentum. The sprint and celebrate model works beautifully this time of year. Okay? Sprint to 4th of July, take four or five days off. Sprint to Labor Day, take a week off. Okay? Important. Last but not least, focus on being effective this summer. Be effective this summer, not busy. Be effective, not busy. We've been so used to being busy the last few years. We've had to be in some cases, but let's focus on being effective. Work on your business. This market needs to be sorted out. And be ready when this next cycle of the market kicks in. And that's your summer. So in summary, I'm not an economist. All I can do is editorialize what I'm hearing, seeing, and reading. In my opinion, there will be a battle this summer between well-capitalized and financially sound sellers who don't want to believe that we are at the top of this cycle. And they're going to be duking it out with buyers shifting their focus from their housing search to their life. Those buyers that are needing to buy are, are going to take full advantage of the shift. Okay. 
Buyers are also stepping back to reassess this increased cost of buying. But they do not have a lot of exit ramps because of the price of renting is increasing as well. Inventory levels will increase the summer as more listings hit the market with less buyers actively searching. The active buyer will be more demanding with pricing and the selection process, knowing that they have more leverage, meaning they're gonna go see more houses before they buy. The active buyer will be more demanding, like I said, with the selection process. Those brokers that wrap their minds around it, study their hyper-local stats, shift their execution strategies, will have stronger businesses than before. In more challenging markets for sellers, there will be a flight to quality. The consumer will seek out and hire well-positioned, well-prepared, and professional brokers, just like I mentioned earlier. The more your market increased in value over the last two years, the more severe the battle will be between buyers and sellers. Every market is different, so become an expert in your hyper-local market. Don't worry. Good product that is well-positioned and appropriately priced will sell. This is the basis of a normalized market. Shifting markets traditionally weed out the hobbyist brokers and the brokerages that are not fundamentally and financially sound. After you've heard today's call, how are you going to pivot? What changes are you going to make to your business? And how will you navigate the third quarter and the rest of 2022? You'll be able to find this call on Apple Podcasts, and it's going to be searchable under Ask Jim Miller. And for those of you on my email list, you'll get all the notes and hyperlinks and the recording tomorrow morning. Um, if you're not on that email, you can to su- subscribe to it. You can just email my team at askjimmiller at gmail.com, and we'll get you added. Team, thank you for sticking with me today. It was a long call. Appreciate it very much. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Thank you.